What's up, everybody? And welcome back to yet another installment of Ask PJ Braun. Currently at the guest home of Lord Braun himself. We are setting up here the podcast this week um, because, honestly, my kitchen is boring. So... This is a little bit better lit. The acoustics are a little better. We don't have that crazy pink light over our heads. I like the pink light. I actually really like the I pink light. I thought it was light. cool. I, I saw a couple people leaving comments about like what exactly is going on in my kitchen. <laughs> but um, yeah, those uh, those are not here. Um, but so we are ready to answer yet another round of questions for you guys. Um, I, I guess the last one that we posted up was Kiki Vice last night. Yeah. So if you haven't seen that podcast, go ahead and check out that video. There's lots of kangaroo information and uh, different things on breeding and fighting kangaroos. Um, So other than that, I think PJ is going to just go ahead and give us a little bit of update about some of the goings on around here the past couple of days. And uh, we're going to dive into this thing. Yeah. So one of the things that we're going to do for you guys is we're going to keep doing uh, interviews because we have a fun time with that. Not that we don't like doing it the standard way, but both Josh and I agree that we have a, a lot of fun and the shows are exciting when we bring guests on. So the reason that I wanted to get this show rushed out, I don't have a guest for you. And we will still of course answer your questions is because of all of the rumblings on social media with what's going on with the FDA case. So, you know, I'm, I'm not going to spend too much time talking about it. And there is a lot of questions circulating. So I'll give you just a basic, quick little synopsis of what is going on. So uh, earlier this week, we were notified by our attorneys that we are going to have to uh, turn ourselves in. Now, I would like to state that we've been waiting two years for this to happen. And it's been a very nerve wracking two years wondering, you know, when's this all going to happen with the FDA? They didn't come in and take all our stuff and freeze the bank account two years ago just to let it all go. So, you know, there were people that were like, well, maybe they don't, they, maybe they're going to give up. Maybe they don't have anything good on you. I said, there's no way they're going to give up. There, something will happen eventually. So once we got to the two year mark, uh, our attorneys wrote to the FDA, this is a little before the two-year mark, actually, and and said, listen, uh, PJ and Blackstone have decided that they don't want to sit around and wait for you anymore. They want their product back. We're demanding that you give the product back. So essentially, we're basically like suing the FDA for what they essentially stole from us because they took literally everything. Um, they came in with huge trucks, filled all the trucks up with everything from antigenin to gear support. I mean, it's all plant-based stuff, totally legal. And I guess their position was, you know, they think maybe there's illegal stuff in there, so they're going to test it and prove it. Well, our position is, listen, it shouldn't take you two years to get to that point. So test it, throw your charges at us if that's the case, or give our stuff back that we know is totally fine. And they didn't like that we went on the offense on them. So they decided to make some moves. Now, the good thing that I would like to say, and I, I, I'm I, sure that there's there's federal agents that are, are listening to this. Shout out to you guys. And I'm sure, you know, they're waiting for me to say something foolish. But I will say that I appreciate greatly the fact that they allowed us to turn ourselves in because, you know, we were prepared for them to show up at our house, you know, take us off in cuffs, you know, not like beat us up or anything like that, but we were prepared for the worst. So being able to, you know, voluntarily turn ourselves in, which none of us had a problem with was, you know, a nicer 
experience than I thought it would be. Really, we just showed up at court, uh, sat with our attorneys, went before the judge at 10 o'clock, you know, made our, our, our you know, stated our, our, our purpose, I suppose, went into the booking, did the fingerprints, which is way different than what you see on TV. It's actually pretty neat. It's all like digital now. So there's not like an ink part. I thought that it was like all messy yeah. and stuff, but there's just, oh, it's a, just like the red scanner. Yeah, it's just now, a scanner right? yeah. and like your stuff comes right up on the screen. It's pretty cool. Um, it makes it easier to sell your DNA to China later. No, okay. Well, <laughs> no, no, I know that. Um, the way they do your DNA is neat too. They just swab the inside of your cheek. And that's it. You're ready to be cloned. Yeah, that's it. It's, it's a very, very, um, you know, smooth process. Um, so we got out of there pretty fast. Then we went over to um, the pre-trial services, Pete and Cups. And uh, so we're, you know, I was around Aaron the whole time, the other people involved. And, you know, we didn't have anything bad to say to each other. You know, we're all in this together, I suppose. So the indictment came out. And I was like, maybe there's something in here that's going to surprise me, right? Some Something that I'm going to be like, damn, you know, I didn't know that that was an okay type thing. Like, like there had to be something. But sure enough, there wasn't. And I was very interested to see that basically the majority of the indictment was based around Super DMZ. Uh, they also threw in euphoria. So I'll, I'll get the euphoria out of the way fast because my attorneys call this like a throwaway. So... I guess to, to fatten up their case a little more, they, they brought up that Euphoria had picamillin in it. So it actually doesn't. Uh, the original formula did. But here's the deal. Even if it did, picamillin's not illegal. It's actually not on any banned substance list. It's actually totally legal. So even if it was, they would have nothing there because that product is legal. Now, the other one was Super DMZ, which is an interesting one because you've got the designer hormone ban that came out in 2014 banning 20 some odd designer hormones. Well, Super DMZ's ingredients were not on that list. So, you know, we thought, oh shit, guess we'll keep on selling it. No, it wasn't banned. Then they made a, I guess, addition to the bill that said all similar products, which gives them, I suppose, their loophole, right? So yeah, you know, I guess, Super DMZ is similar to a bunch of the stuff that got banned, but it wasn't named. So there's an argument for both sides. Apples are similar to oranges. Yeah, exactly. But they're not the same. You know, so in that in that time, we asked a bunch of people. We talked to some different attorneys, whatever. You know, are we breaking the law here? This stuff's not on any banned list. And the majority uh, of people said no. You know, there's nothing on that list. And in fact, my, my sister is an attorney and, and she was like, this whole all like substances is, is such a general term. Like it's kind of bullshit. It's a blanket statement. Yeah. It's, it truly is kind of bullshit because creatine is actually like those substances as far as muscle building goes, right? Yep. You're not going to take creatine away from everybody. So what we decided to do is just stop selling DMZ. No one ever told us to stop. There was never a letter that was like, you must stop this right now. We just stopped. We're like, you know what? Fuck it. We, we want to comply with the FDA. Let's just not even give anything. Well, now all these years later, they're selling that all they're saying that all that DMZ that we sold was illegal and they're coming after us for it, which is pretty sad and ridiculous. There's so many other important things that they could be doing. Um, now, on our side, we're like, okay, well, guess what? We're going to fight you back. 
really hard because that stuff is still to this day in 2019, not on any banned list. So how dare you come after us, say that we sold illegal products, say that we were money laundering because we bought things, those illegal products, say that we committed wire fraud because we sold them over state lines when it's not illegal in the first place. And if, if you guys really want to think about something interesting, DMAA was not listed in the lawsuit at all. So Dust Extreme, King Cobra that were taken away from us, our number one and number two best-selling products. The reason why we had to downsize and get rid of jobs was basically because they took those products away from us. That was not listed at all. So how could you take products away and basically accuse people of selling illegal products, but then not charge them when you're suing them for illegal products? It makes truly no sense. Now, my position when I read that is, well, then give us the damn DMA back. Because if you're coming after us for this other stuff, then we do, we deserve to have our DMA back. We deserve to be able to sell those products. And, you know, my poor partner, Jared, who, you know, they took all of the DMA away, away from him. You know, he has fought them and been waiting for a judgment for something like six months now. And they have not made a judgment because I don't know, I guess maybe they don't know what they're gonna do. Um, and maybe they're gonna be like, damn, you know, now he can sue us back for taking all this stuff away. So, you know, there's a lot of question marks about it. Um, and those of you who maybe had questions, I hope this answers your questions for you, but we're fighting back, absolutely. I believe that I will win because I know that I didn't do anything wrong. And I'm very, very, very proud of my legal team. I uh, have amazing, amazing attorneys that are very, very, very well-versed with the FDA. Um, and I think that they made a really bad decision of fucking with us because we don't want to have problems with the FDA. We comply with them. We just want to put out really good products, give people good workouts. And um, we're going to continue to do that. So I, I hope that you guys that I answered whatever questions you have. Cause there's a lot of people that were like, Oh my God, are you okay? Are you going to jail and this and that? And I was like, I'm fine. You know, I, I am going to stand up for this and I believe that I'll come out on top in the end. And it's just a matter of patience now. Well, we do all appreciate that update to the state of the current events going on here in Boca Raton. Um, just before we get any further into this, doesn't look like anything changed on there. Right. Cause like halfway through him talking, I like, could hear him way less. Okay. Yeah, that's why I was like looking back and like I tap my I mic. I saw you looking back. Can you hear me still normal now? I mean, it's, it hasn't gone back to the way it was, but I can hear you through the headset. It was just, it was like more clear before. Hmm. I don't know what changed. It almost sounds like something had gone unplugged, but nothing happened. Um, so I guess that leaves us to go through uh, the questions that have been sent in since the last podcast. And... Um, so obviously we have them on my iPad this time. So maybe a little bit longer between questions, trying to make sure that we're asking the same, not, not asking the same questions over again, because sometimes people will resubmit. So this first one comes from our buddy, Kurt. He says, Hey PJ, Kurt here. I have a question as to if it would be beneficial to take Viper RX with chosen one or Methaquad. I want to, I want, I am wanting to lose a little fat, but also wanting to bulk up. Would the Viper work with the DHEAs or would they work against each other? Well, uh, good question. I get a lot of questions on, you know, how do I bulk up and burn fat at the same time? You know, typically people are going to tell you in life, pick one or the other, right? You know, uh, 
Tim Gritzman had a funny thing the other day that he said in one of his, uh, I, I enjoy watching Tim Gritzman from Natural Body when he answers questions like I do. And I think he said something along the lines of like, you know, you, 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 <laughs> something along the lines of like, you know, you can't ride a horse with two asses or something like that. Basically meaning like, if you want to do two things that are pretty strong, you got to pick one of them. You know, if you want to burn fat, well, then focus on burning fat. If you want to bulk up, then focus on, on, on bulking up. You're, you're kind of spreading yourself in two different directions. Uh, I'll have to go back and look and see what his quote was. But it's something along the lines of, like, not enough horse for the asses or too much ass for the horse type thing. Uh, I was, I've never heard that uh, expression before. Somebody will, somebody will come and correct me. So you actually can, to some extent, do it. So when you're training to build muscle... As long as you're eating enough protein, which you should be able to easily, and you're training hard and, and resting properly, then you're going to be building muscle. So people think that you have to eat this overabundance of food to build muscle. That's really not the case. You know, you've just got to support what your body needs for growth. Now, for fat burning, typically, you have to focus on taking in less calories than what you're burning. But the Viper RX will help speed up your metabolism. It will help you have a more thermogenic effect when you're training and doing your cardio. So it will help you and it won't negatively impact those, those, those other products in any way. So they're totally fine to take together. All right. Next one comes from our boy Garrett Teets. He says, PJ and Josh, I have recently come across a number of studies that have discussed the benefits of L-leucine for protein synthesis and fat loss. I was wondering if you could speak on this and if there's any Blackstone Labs products that utilize this amino acid, and if not, will there be any in the future? Also, since you get asked, since you mostly get fitness-based questions, obviously because of the industry, I would like to start asking more personal and business-related topics occasionally. What is some of the best relationship advice you have ever received or given aside from the prenuptial agreement? Do you think that there is any stressors that can make even the most perfect couple fall apart? Thanks. Blackstone for life. Garrett Teets. All right, well, so we're going in very different directions with this one. Uh, to simply answer your first question, we already do have a leucine product. We have two leucine products. So one of them is Resurgence, which is a great amino acid product that also has uh, nootropics in it. So the main uh, BCA in Resurgence is leucine. That's the highest dose of it. Uh, then the other one is Formula 19. The reason that I put five grams of leucine in Formula 19 is because it is so key for building muscle. It's so anabolic. So in the post-workout recovery mode, when you're taking in that Formula 19, there's a heavy dose of leucine in there. So you are correct on, on your assumption there. And uh, that is why you know we put those products out. So we actually are going to release new forms of resurgence. We I, I heard that we already have them, actually. Um, and they're going to be exclusive to retail for a little while. Um, but I'm a big leucine guy, so um, you're smart there to want to do that with leucine. As far as the relationship stuff, I would encourage you to listen to a bunch of the other podcasts because it's sprinkled in all over the place. And, you know, you can go to the YouTube and see which different ones and see the subject matter. But we, we've talked about a lot of relationship stuff over the past year and over all the podcasts. And yes, I've pushed the prenup a lot. I think it's a good idea. If you're a young guy to go out there and just fuck a lot of girls, excuse my language, I think it's great. Girls, I think that um, uh, if you want to be slutty when you're young and experiment, by all means, go out there and slut it up. People are going to get really <laughs> mad at this advice. 
And the reason that I think that it, it, that is important is... But I just, I don't understand why there's such a stigma for that. Like, what is so wrong with enjoying sex and, and I having think nothing. it with multiple people? Like, you know, if that's not your thing and you're more of a, a one and done kind of person and you just want to stick with one person forever, you know, all, all the support to you as well. But like... You know, some girl wants to go out and get banged by 50 dudes in a week. You know, let her do her thing. Yeah. I mean, make sure you use a condom with that girl. Yeah. But don't, don't, you don't have sex yeah. with that girl, but if she, <laughs> if she wants to go out and do it, let her do it. Like, uh, I used to be friends with that girl. So yeah. I, I feel like you learn a lot. I used to date that girl. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. So you did actually. So you, um, you learn a lot about yourself when you're intimate with another person because, it's very rare that you're going to be with a couple of girls that are exactly alike. So you're going to learn a little bit about yourself, a little, a little about that person each time you share that intimacy with them. And that's how you grow as a person a lot, right? And then you figure things out. Like, let's say you're 30 and I don't know, let's just say you've been with 10 people intimately. Well, you're going to have a lot different mindset than, you know, the first person that you're with when you're probably like, holy shit, I love this person forever. And now that we've this is amazing. Um, I can't even, it's hard for me to even like say, you know, like what my best sexual experiences were. There's things that I, I remember, of course, you know, there's like dirty shit. I remember fun shit that I remember, but you know, most of the time when you have sex with a person, that period, whether it's five minutes or an hour is a really, really special bonding experience in some way, unless you're both like really, really fucked up on drugs. And even then, sometimes it's even better. Yeah. Um, and so, like, if you don't experience these things, I don't know how you could, like, grow enough to be truly healthy in a relationship. Now, don't get me wrong. Some people, they just, you know, high school sweethearts, they, they have sex, they fall in love, and they build that bond from the start that just lasts for years. That's amazing. I think it's more rare. Um but, you know, I think that people need to go out there and experience things. Whenever I have young people, they're like, I'm in love. You're like, that's cute. Talk to me in a week. Yeah. And, you know, if they're like 24, 25, I'm like, just take your time. You know, um, I don't think that anybody needs to get married that young. I think that you should live your life, grow as an adult, further yourself in your career, experience things. I mean, I don't know where you want me to go with this direction, but I think this is, this is solid advice. You got to learn who you are first. Before you lock it down with somebody else. Um, a stressor that I can think of right off the top of the bat is if you are with somebody that doesn't have any of the same interests as you, you're probably not going to last. Yep. And even if that person is very willing to do things that you are interested in, even though they are not interested in them, it doesn't matter. Yep. <laughs> it's not going to make a difference in the long run. Um like when I, but when I was dating girls before I met Tara and like, even when I met Tara, just something that I decided to do from the, the point of my last relationship was just, I'm just going to quit playing fucking games and I'm going to tell every girl that I, I go out on a date with on the first date, like, look, I'm a little bit crazy. I'm way hornier than your average man. <laughs> and I like to drink and, and get fucked up and do crazy shit sometimes. Like, you know, it's, it's definitely none of that shit's going to change for you. So like if none of those things fall in line for you, probably don't need a second date. There you go. But that's just the, in my experience where I was at was just like, why am I going to waste my time trying to 
go through the whole like, oh, do I like this person? When like in the back of my head, I'm like, yo, I know for a fact that this girl don't smoke weed. I'm not going to be with her. That's that's very important. Though, like, so. and as funny as it is that I say that, like Tara doesn't smoke weed. So, so like it doesn't, it just, she doesn't smoke weed at all. I mean, like she will, like if I like force her to basically, yeah. but like, no, she has no interest really. She doesn't care too much. But um, that, that's like one of those things that like, you know, when I was, I was thinking in my head, like if, if I couldn't meet a girl that, you know, had the same interest as me, it would never work. And 99% of the time that's true. So if you really like going to the gym and they have no interest in going to the gym, you could change their life and get them super into fitness and, and they could have a, a huge transformation because of you. Are the odds of that happening just because of you and not because they needed to get it done or they'd never thought about fitness before all playing into each other? Yeah, definitely. So if they're not into something before you get into it and they're just into it for you, it may not last. You know what I'm saying? Like, so find somebody that has the same interests and hobbies and goals as you. If they aren't focused on doing the same shit that you want to do for the next week, year, five years, life, what? then you just need to admit to yourself right off the bat that it's probably just for funsies and it won't last forever, which is fine. I think that, that I, I that's solid advice we gave, we gave. If you want to ask more relationship advice, we always appreciate it here. We, we know that we're going to answer all of your fitness questions, but give us the relationship stuff. I just logged into my Instagram live and I'll leave this on. I'm not going to talk to you guys that much, but those of you who are perhaps bored or have nothing to do, you guys will be the first people that get to listen to today's podcast. We covered a lot of the uh, FDA stuff in the beginning. So I think that you guys um, will enjoy it quite a bit. And um, I'll leave this on. If some of you guys can, you'll have the first uh, listen to what's going on with uh, the podcast today. We're keeping the podcast going for coming at you from the guest house, by the way. So um, Gab Gizmo asked about powerlifters and bodybuilders dating. I think that can very easily be accomplished because you both are spending a lot of time in the gym. Um, all right, next question. Next one says, hello, PJ. I've only been following Blackstone for the past few months, but I've got a lot of respect for you so far, especially since you responded to me on one of your live chats. I have a few questions. When might your Super Shaw 7 be coming out? Which it's already out. Already out. So that, so that answers that. that. Um, the next thing I want to ask is I'm about five foot eight, weigh about 300 pounds. I'm pretty fat. You can see my picture on my IG page, Chris underscore the underscore MF underscore ox. I am trying to lose fat and build, build muscle. Now I'm 38 years old and I know how big my belly is, but is that my chance? I know how big my belly is that my chance of my skin shrinking back down isn't going to happen that much. So my thoughts is if I can build muscle at the same rate, I lose fat or even when more faster on building the muscle that some of the blue skin will get stretched up. If I build my chest, shoulders, arms, and back bigger now, I plan on getting your Trojan horse and use it as soon as you come out with your Super Shawl 7, possibly using it because I'm assuming it's a weight loss if it's exactly what I think. I think is the thing that I'm wanting to know is what supplement should I use that will help me gain more muscle? Give me that little bit of edge. I don't know what any of my blood work is, so I don't know what any of my levels are. I plan on getting checked near the end of the year, maybe beginning of next year and possibly trying to get on some tests. Any information would help. I've learned a lot from your products. I've listened. I haven't listened to them all yet, but I'm working on it. Thank you so much. Chris Goodwin. Good Lord. It's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of question in 
that question. So breaking it all down, I'm gonna give him, him a, a, a very easy answer here. So a lot of people ask me about, this is back to the other question. A lot of people ask me about burning fat and building muscle at the same time. And so there's so many people are gonna tell you that you can't do it. Um, they're gonna say it's impossible, you have to do one or the other. And in some ways they are correct, but here's the deal. When you are burning fat, right? A lot of it is determined on how much muscle you have. And your basal metabolic rate increases when you have more muscle, you're burning more calories at rest. So here's the deal. If you are training to build muscle the right way, you're feeding yourself properly to build muscle, you shouldn't be eating in an abundance where you're getting fatter. So once you figure out your caloric needs to support the muscle growth, you should have no problem burning fat with it. And they do actually go hand in hand. In fact, when I was competing, I felt that I grew into most of my shows. And so the, the thing is this, a lot of people that are very, very overweight are going to say, well, I want to lose the, the, the weight first. And I understand that. But when you're training to build the muscle, this all goes together. So if you have to lose 100 pounds, train to build the muscle, the 100 pounds is going to come off as you're doing it. And you're, you're going to accomplish these things at the same time. Now, the loose skin question, some people can get that elasticity effect where the skin tightens back up again. A lot of it is age dependent, right? So if you're 22, and you lose 100 pounds, a lot of times you'll, you'll tighten up. If you're 30, 31, 32, 40, and you lose 100 pounds, you're probably going to have a lot of loose skin. And unfortunately, the only thing you can really do about that is have surgery and get it removed. Some of the spots you'll fill out. If you're loose around your chest, you build your chest muscles, then yes, you'll tighten that skin up a lot. But a lot of that midsection skin... I, I've literally seen people who've had um, gastric bypass literally have like an apron of skin, like hanging all the way down past their private parts of just skin. And they go in and they literally cut it all off, like literally 20 pounds of just loose skin. They cut it off and then they, they sew you back up. Unfortunately, that's, that's very, very common that you have to do that. Um, but I would tell you to still train to, to build muscle. We have all kinds of different products for building the muscle. And if you want to add in, everybody can always benefit from Trojan horse. There's no stimulants in it. So that's something that I think that people can use all the time and get a fat burning effect, no matter what they're doing as far as their goals. All right. Next one says, hi, PJ. Do you have any anecdotal experience that suggests that men with high sex hormone binding globulin require different doses of anabolics than men with low sex hormone binding globulin? Are low SHBG men more sensitive to anabolics? And two, we know that SHBG binds to DHT the strongest, then to testosterone, then to the estrogens in that order. What anabolic compounds or their metabolites also bind to the SHBG and with what affinity? Thanks, Chris. So it's a more uh, complex scientific answer. So the first uh, part of the question is, is based around the levels of SHBD, which is sex hormone binding globulin. And if a lower level means you'll respond better to steroids. Really, if your levels of SHBG are low, naturally, then the steroids are going to work profoundly for you. 
if you have a higher SHBG and you take steroids, they're still going to work good, but you're, you're probably in far more need of them when the SHBG is low. Now, some steroids are actually going to lower those numbers anyway when you take them. Um, and so this is something that I think is individual spe specific for, for many, many people. Now, as far as binding with SHBG, typically DHT-derived drugs, obviously androgenic drugs are going to work better. Um, Proviron. Uh, it has been known to have a profound effect on SHBG. I love proviron. And so here's something interesting. A lot of guys that have low SHBG will say that when they take proviron, that they will blow big loads, right? That they blow bigger loads. And, and that's actually, if you get their blood work done, they typically had lower SHBG. And so that that is why that happens. So these are these are certain things that these are certain hormones that do multiple things in your body besides what people think. You, you wouldn't take proviron as an anabolic to, to, to build muscle. It would have a synergistic effect with other things that are doing. I love proviron personally. So something like um, Winstrol, for instance, that has a, a, a DHT background to it is going to act way, way different in where it binds in your body than something like Anavar that only has an anabolic property to it, which would essentially have no effect and possibly lower your SHBG. So these are why when you put cycles together, you want to be really, really smart with the way that you break things down and, and design things. Um, I think that answered the question. By the way, if those of you are, are asking me questions on here, I'm not really looking at it. I can glance at it here and there. So I'm hoping that you guys are getting answers from what we're saying on here. Um, and if not, I will try to glance on here a little bit, but I don't want to be on here for nine hours. I do want to answer the questions with jo with Josh. <laughs> and so, all right. Uh... Normally we print the questions out guys. Josh is reading them off of an iPad um, because we're in the guest house. Coming at you from the guest house. This is the new downsized room for us to be working out of for now. Times are tough. All right. Next Where one. will we end up? <clears throat> Next one says, I just watched your video and what a transformation. I recently ordered Recomp RX Dust V2 and Halo Elite. The isolation was out of stock, but I will order when it comes back in. When I started the keto diet, I weighed 270. I'm down to 235 without really going to the gym and just eating right. I want to start going to the gym and then get on a routine. I can't do a lot of running because I have a bad knee. What is the best advice you can give me as far as a workout schedule? Any help would be appreciated. Thank you for the inspiration and keep up the great work, Bob. So he lost 30 some odd pounds just from changing his diet. Did he say what he was doing with his diet? Uh, he just said eating right. Well, eating right can be taken so many different, different ways. So... Whenever I have somebody that wants to lose a large amount of weight, I typically explain to them options and what I think will happen. So I also find that it's gender specific. So if I have a, a male versus a female, I don't often recommend ketogenic diets to women unless they have a large, large, large amount of weight to lose. Uh, now men, I've never met a man 
that did not do well with the ketogenic diet. Now, a lot of people are afraid of intermittent fasting, right? And they think, oh, there's no way I can do that. I have to eat. I have to eat, you know, 10 times a day or I have to eat every three hours. I get crazy if I don't eat every three hours. These are all fallacies and they're all things that you've created in your head. It's actually not true. There's actually no one. Uh, excluding diabetics who are going to have specific requirements, of course. But there's actually no one who can't intermittent fast. So I've had this conversation with many people. Some people just won't do it. Other people have been like, you know what, screw it, I'll try it. And then they tell me after a week, like, it's not that bad. Or they tell me I'm starving and I'm like, you're not doing it right. Um, so... I think that you need to try these things first, not be scared to see how well they work. So this guy cleaned up his diet. We have no idea what he's doing. He already lost all that weight. So, I mean, at this point, I would say to him to not change anything because he's already getting good results. Um, but for, for those of you who don't know where to start, research a little bit on ketogenic diets or intermittent fasting. Because typically when somebody says they're eating clean, that's generally going to be looked at as like, a balanced meal plan, like balanced macros. You know, I'm eating 40% protein, 40% carbohydrates, and 20% fats. And I eat brown rice and oatmeal and broccoli and chicken breasts. And only one pint of Ben and Jerry's. Yeah, that's, and only one pint of Ben and Jerry's. That's okay. For years, that's what people were doing. But there's so much more literature that's out now on all of these different options that you can have to getting in shape and losing weight. I, I do think that you'll all find that you've got far more, far more benefit from adding the weight training in to your nutrition plans than just eating clean. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people don't want to go to the gym. If you were going to pick going to the gym or cardio, you would do, I'm telling you that you'll burn more calories and get more results of going to the gym rather than just doing the cardio. And you'll probably be happier with the look at the end of it as well. Definitely. All right. Next one is uh, comes again from... Chris, the MF Ox, he says, hey, PJ, this is Chris Goodwin. I'm getting ready to order the Trojan horse. Hopefully they're this Friday or next Friday. I'm wanting to know what else would be good to go with it. I'm about 5'7", fluctuating between 295 to 300. Uh, I want to build muscle and burn fat, as he stated in the last question. Um, yeah, any any recommendations to stack with his Trojan? Uh, well, Trojan can stack with that with anything. People ask me about like what is good to stack with our products all the time and certain products stack well together and certain don't, but Trojan horse literally goes with anything because it's not going to stimulate you. There's no, you know, hormone being manipulated. You're just simply going to be releasing fat that, you know, through normal liposis, you just piss out. And so what I would say is what is your, your most immediate goal? Do you want to sleep better? Well, I have products for sleep. Do you want to try to build muscle? Well, I've got natural muscle building products. I've got hormones that the government thinks are like steroids. You know, <laughs> I, ha I have all kinds of different things that you can mess around with to help you get to your goals. Now I have stronger and, and by stronger, I mean, you know, stimulant based fat burners that you can add in as well. So you've got to figure out what your specific goals are. I, I put it down like this women, and men that want to stay as natural as possible, stick to the plant-based stuff like your antigenins, your epicats, right? Women that don't give a fuck 
you can absolutely mess around with abnormal, the super strong seven. They're going to build muscle on you far more aggressively. Men that don't give a fuck, you should absolutely, excuse my language, by the way. I don't mean to swear to you guys like that. You can absolutely get on the pro hormones. They, there's different pro hormones doing different things. Yes, they're illegal. No, they're not steroids. They work very good though. And you know, you then, though, are entering a new world of having to get into other products because then you're going to have to get into post-cycle therapy products. Then you're going to be potentially getting into anti-estrogen or aromatase inhibiting products. So you've got to question, what is my goal at the end of the day? How am I going to get there? And then you'll know what, you can, you, you, what products you can add in to what you're doing. Nutrition always comes first, right? So nutrition will come first. The gym and cardio comes next. And the supplements come after that. All right. Uh, we've gotten um, multiple emails, uh, requests from Chinese manufacturers for uh, Lexigenin. <laughs> Everybody loves Lexigenin, which is anagenin. This one confuses me. It okay. says, what is the build slash tone muscle? What is the build slash tone muscle? Maybe he's asking like what product? Will build slash tone muscle. Kevin Gunderman. What is the build tone muscle? Uh, my answer to that is going to be the chosen one. <laughs> so definitely the chosen one and chest day. <laughs> All right. Next one says, hi, PJ. Just inquiring about your products you sell. Just a little bit about myself. I'm 56 years old. Weigh nine stone, one pounds. Height, five feet, three inches. I'm looking to get up to about 10 stone or thereabout. I have tried so many supplements over the last five years, spent a fortune, not as much as other people spend. I know you get lots of questions about your products, but I don't want to waste your, you or my time on not getting the right products for me. Any help you can offer would be greatly appreciated. Yours, Mark. Um, so what was his main question was? I'm looking to get up to about 10 stones from nine stones. Stone. Stones are like 20 pounds, I think, right? Are they? 22 pounds or something like that is a stone. I think a stone is like, let's just call it 20 pounds. Where so, do they Where do they use stones? I think they use stones somewhere in, in um, somewhere in, in like Western Europe, uh, like somewhere out there. Does anybody on, on the live right now know like where do they use stones? as a unit of measure and what does a stone weigh? I think it's like 20 pounds. I think they might use it somewhere out in the United Kingdom. Anyone? Uh, the questions are coming from the Ask PJ Braun email, guys. This is where the podcast questions are directed. Ask PJ Braun at BlackstoneLabs.com. Ask PJ Braun at BlackstoneLabs.com. So whenever you guys listen to the podcast and wonder where the questions come from, that's where they go. So if you want your questions answered in detail... That's what you do. Uh, a stone is 14 pounds. Okay, so he's... he's looking to put on about 15 pounds. He wants pounds. to put on 15 pounds, and he's asking what supplements to take. Yep. Uh, I would absolutely... For starters, you're going to have to eat to grow. Everybody needs to understand that. You can't just take something and gain weight, although some things will help you a lot like that. So I'm going to break it down in a couple of, of different ways. For starters, you will absolutely gain weight if you're using Formula 19 and Glycolog the right way. If you double scoop it after your workout, it'll help you build muscle that much more efficiently. 
Plus there's extra calories that you're getting into your diet. Now, on top of that, you can take it pre-workout, you can double up the doses on it, but it, it's very, very, very effective. Now, what supplements do I recommend that you're taking to help you gain weight? Well, something like Methoquad, Brutal Force, Chosen One, the strong stuff, that's going to help you the most. So there are different things that you can do, but if you're trying to put on 15 pounds, which is quite a bit, you gotta eat more, you have to eat to grow, and absolutely adding in something like Methoquad, Brutal Force will help you quite a bit. All right, next one says, <clears throat> Yo, Peach, I was under the coaching of a prominent and educated men's physique Olympian. Men's physique is my body goal, not the huge size. I was doing very well and had lost substantial body fat, put on a good amount of muscle to where people were noticing and commenting. At the actual recommendation of my regular doctor, he suggested I get my test checked out at 38 years old. I went to HRT and sure enough, it was only 270. Went on test C and six months later, I'm running a solid 900 and free test of 31. No other supplements. My problem is all of a sudden my appetite went through the roof. It got to affect my mood so much. I was snapping at my family and it was affecting my job. I was starving all the time. Number one, is this normal with a good jump in test? And number two, should I not be afraid to increase the calories? And if I do, should I increase the proteins, carbs, or fats? Right now, I'm carb cycling, three-day cycle, and it's a proper diet. Egg whites, chicken breast, ground turkey, asparagus, spinach, oats, and wild rice. Help me. I'm starving, Mike. <laughs> well, here's the deal. So the testosterone, putting him at 900, is is very optimal, right? So you're in the, the high it's range. It's a huge jump from 270. You're in the high range of healthy. That's really good. So you'll absolutely be anabolic at that level. You'll burn calories. You'll be far more efficient at that level. So... Um, I would have loved to know how much test C he's taking to get there. I'm assuming he's probably only taking half a CC a week, maybe one CC a week. Um, regardless, that's a good, healthy number. So you should not be starving, guys. You know, it's normal for a pre-competition competitor when they're inside of a month out to say that they feel starving, even though they're eating five, six, seven times a day most of the time. But if you're not inside of, a, of a, a show prep, you should never be starving. That's not a good sign. Now, some of that may be psychological. Um, but if you get to a point where you're really focused on your goals and maybe you're trying to get leaner and you're trying to build muscle and you feel that you are too hungry, the best way to satiate hunger is with fats. Fats keep you satiated way longer and you get less response from insulin, of course, which is going to make your hunger go up and down. So I would tell people when they want to keep it as clean as possible, and they're really strict and they're focusing on a goal, to add in something like extra virgin olive oil to their meals because it's concentrated calories from fat that will actually make you full for longer periods of time. Now, if you want, if you want something that's got more taste to it, for instance, you could add in uh, something like peanut butter, all natural peanut butter or nuts, which will keep you satiated for a really long time because they're very, very hard to break down and they're not something that's gonna spike your insulin and cause issues to how you're feeling. So some people are not eating enough. You, you, you sometimes have to eat more uh, meals. Uh, and then some people just have to change what they're eating at the meals to make them more. You can also, now if you're trying to go as strict as possible and you're scared of the calories, by all means, you can eat a friggin' pound of broccoli <laughs> or, or nine heads of lettuce and you're never gonna get fat, trust yep. me. That was my trick. There you go. Heads of lettuce just, with spray butter. Just eat the shit out of that lettuce uh, <laughs> and you'll be good to go. Somebody asked me if some of these, I, I glanced down and somebody said, do these questions bore you? Some of them definitely do. However, I'm happy to answer them no matter what because 
many people who start listening to the podcast later on are coming on just because they want the answer to their question, and I would never not answer someone's question. Some of the questions have been probably asked in a roundabout way a hundred times at this point. You know, people are just waiting for you to one day be like, Jesus, Kenny, I've answered this question <laughs> about your freaking gyno. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> we have, I will say that we have um, covered so many bases at this point with the podcast that now when we have a question that every now and then we'll get a question that stumps me a little bit. And those are the ones that I'm like, huh, I wonder where that guy came from. <laughs> um, but we have answered most of the, the things that you could ask out there. And these are a, a, a bit repetitive, but we're still happy to do them because we know it's rare that, well, maybe it's not that rare, but I think it's rare to say that somebody has listened to every one of the podcasts, you know? Um, I, I have had a number of people tell me that they've listened to everyone. I had a decent amount tell me too. I mean, the idea of course is for the podcast to get more popular and have more people listening. So you have to assume that a lot of these people haven't heard me do my post cycle therapy breakdown 30 times ready. Like everybody else has. So, um, all right. Next one says, hello, would like to know if I would benefit by adding EpiCat to my 500 milligrams of test per week cycle. There's no downside to it. I don't think that you should expect to see anything mind-blowing unless you take a high dose of it. If you take like four a day, you'll grow. Four bottles a day? You'll grow at a little <laughs> bit higher rate. Uh, Dale S. Shiftstick says, you seem nervous, PJ. What's up? Do I seem nervous? I don't think so. I'm not that nervous. Sounds I'm like chilling. a troll. I'm chilling in my guest house, troll. Sound like a troll, boy. Um, <clears throat> All right. Next one says, quick question. Oh, whoa. That is not quick. It says quick question. It says quick question. It is. That is oh, a lie. Okay. I have to, let's focus on, on, on listening here. All right. Do not look at this. Uh, I have to focus on listening to you, however long this question may be. Hold on. Oh, it's Dale's shift stick. Of course it's a troll. I didn't even put that together. What about Dale? It's Dale's shift stick that must have broke when he crashed his car that night. Are you still reading that question? I'm just, I, I think it's a manufacturer. Cool as the other side of the pillow. Yeah. Um, all right. Next one says, okay. hey guys, I love your podcast and supplements. I can't wait to try Super Stroll 7 when I have the extra cash to get it. And can the Super Stroll 7 be stacked with Abnormal or Chosen One? My main reason for writing you, though, is to thank you for the podcast where you talked about anxiety and depression. It really helped me hearing you talk about this because I suffer from both, and I've started doing more cardio, and it has actually helped me with my anxiety and depression. I really can't thank you enough for talking about it. It came at just the right time in my life. Thank you for being open and honest and really helping people like me out. Thanks again. I'm sorry for the grammar. I'm just a simpleton from Alabama. <laughs> Thanks again, Nick Collins. Oh, Shout out to you, Nick Collins. I like that, Nick Collins. <laughs> I'm just a simpleton from Alabama. <laughs> so, run, Forrest, run. Um, starters, thank you uh, for saying that me speaking about the anxiety and, and, and depression helped you. Um, and, and cardio does help a lot. It just gets rid of some of that nervous energy that you have. It, it, it absolutely helps. Now, I, I've said on record that CBD extract has helped me a lot also. So I'm glad that that has helped you. He wants to know what is the basis of his question, though. He wants um, to know, can Superstraw be stacked with that yeah, normal or chosen one? You can take Superstraw with all of the pro hormones. They can all be stacked together. Some stack better. Stack them all others. with Superstraw. In my opinion, Methaquad stacks with everything really well. Um, 
you know, if you want to get as much out of, uh, uh, as much as you can out of the pro hormones, you know, taking Methaquad and Brutal Force probably be the best for putting on size. Taking Methaquad and Chosen One probably make you the most aggressive in the gym. You'd make some good hard gains from that. Methaquad and Abnormal, um, I think you'd stay a little leaner. The Methaquad and Super Stroll would probably keep your, your, your gains very dry and hard. So, you know, they all can be interchanged with each other for the most part. Wow, and this guy, uh, he, he's hes lucky he just sent in this question five minutes ago, so we're going right. to get to answer it this for him. the last one? Yep. Oh, boy, last one. Make it a good one. Says, hey, PJ, ran my third cycle a couple months back, which consisted of D-Ball, Test, Tren, and Anivar. Wow. Towards the last six weeks of my cycle, I got blood tests done, and my potassium level went to a critical stage. I've never had this before and ran all the compounds mentioned before apart from the Tren. I wasn't eating any potassium-rich foods, and the diet was clean. Only thing I didn't do was cardio. Any theories as to why trend could maybe spike the potassium? Thanks. That is a very interesting question. So trend can wreak havoc on your system. Uh, I will have to do some research onto why I think that your potassium could have spiked like that because that is odd, especially if you weren't supplementing with potassium. So I will tell you that there are certain things like alcohol, for instance, that can really plummet your potassium and put it at a dangerously low level. So will things like Lasix, which is a very, very strong uh, loop diuretic. Now you really don't need to, it's, it, most people won't need to supplement with potassium. Sometimes people think that like, oh, I'm cramping, I need potassium, I need to eat a banana, I need to take some potassium pills. Most of you are not gonna be low in potassium. If you're cramping and whatnot, you're typically low in sodium. So to have your potassium spike like that, to be at a critical level, that is very, very interesting. Now, you said you've never done trend before. Uh, and I I don't know if we've seen your blood before, but trend is so aggressive and can do so many bad things that I don't think it would be a bad guess to throw out there that maybe that trend screwed you up, man, and maybe you should stay away from it. Because trend is very, 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 very aggressive, man. It's It's about as aggressive as you can get as far as steroids out there that you can take. Now, people love it because it changes your body the most, for sure. You'll literally get bigger and stronger and leaner at the same time, you really will, and yep. it'll happen fast, but there's a lot of negativity that comes with it. I can tell you this, at this age in, in life, I've learned my lesson with trend. I cannot handle trend anymore. I don't wanna go anywhere near it. When I was 25 and I was uh, you know, focusing on my bodybuilding, I could handle trend and I loved it. Uh, but it will make you depressed. It will make you lethargic. It'll wreck your sleep. It'll do all kinds of scary things. And it's possible maybe that it could uh, raise your uh, potassium levels dangerously. When I get off of this podcast, I'm actually going to look that up because you've got one there that I actually don't, don't know the answer to. But I'll find it for you and we'll talk about it again. But trend is basically just like poison that builds muscle. Yep. It's <laughs> it really is. so toxic, but it's going to give you some good results. But um, going back to what that other person said about the anxiety and the the podcast, um, I really, I I think that it's important that we do talk about stuff like that and we we get on a real level with people because like even for me, uh, when we did the the flex podcast, the one that he was with us, yep. we know when he started talking about some of the stuff like. You know, this is motherfucking flex Wheeler. Yeah. Like I would have never in my life imagined him having any of the, the issues that he would talked about on that podcast, which if you haven't watched that one's powerful, yep. go and check that shit the, out. The flex podcast is amazing. Um, 
So I think that, you know, when I go home and I watch YouTube and I see people that, that I look up to or that I, you know, aspire to be like or whatever it is and they talk about their struggles and they talk about, you know, what they're going through and, and how hard it is to live the life that looks so easy to live that, you know, everybody's putting up on Instagram and YouTube what you what they want you to see and, and everybody goes and compares their life with that. And it's good to, to get on a, a real level with, you know, fans and customers and say like, you know, all that, that shit that you guys go through, that's stressing you out. Like we go through it too. And it's, it's just as bad for us, if not worse. And, you know, not to, you know, compare yeah, anything for anybody, but it's, it's, it, nobody is immune to the shitty things that happen in this game we call life. So, you know, I, I, that one hit home for me. And I also, uh, really appreciate everybody that stopped me at the Arnold to tell me how much they love the podcast and that they love following us. And, you know, I even like, I'm sure if you guys follow me, you've seen me go on my crazy rants on my stories on my Instagram a couple of times. And like, I've even had conversations with Tara. Like, I'm sure this wrecks my followers. Like, not that I care, but I'm sure there's tons of people that see me post those kinds of stories and they're like, fuck this asshole. Like I'm not following this dude anymore. He's a fucking raging dickhead. Mm -hmm. And then literally like 30 or 40 different people that weren't even in our line, like stopped me at the Arnold. We're like, yo, your stories are hilarious. It makes me laugh so often. Please don't stop doing it. And like, that's, that's great that I can be myself and people still love it. And we can be as real as we are on here and people respond to it. Well, I think that that's a great thing. I love it. I mean, we, we you know, I, I speak for Josh when I say that we love doing this. You know, this is not a burden by any means for us. We, 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 we enjoy this. We enjoy meeting people, helping people. It's fun. Um, it's actually my favorite part of the week to do the podcast. Yeah, you know, we, we, we like to think that we're pretty good at it too. And I think other people think that, that we're good for you guys also. So we've answered all the questions, but I'll tell you what, for those of you who have been patient and sat on here, I'll answer three questions that come in here, but get them in quick because my attorney, my FDA attorney actually just called mm -hmm. and I sent him a voicemail. Probably not the smartest thing to do. Uh, it's probably something important. So I'm going to call him very fast. Boom, the door gets kicked down. First, oh, shit. First question is, when are you getting the new office slash warehouse? April. We'll be in there in April, and uh, we'll do an awesome video for you guys. I've been having a lot of fun um, with this uh, whole downsize thing that I've been doing to you guys. Should we be worried about your case? Uh, no, you shouldn't be. Uh, I addressed that in the beginning of the, of, uh, the podcast, which will be out. We're going to get this one out a little faster than normal. So today is Friday. I don't see why... This won't be open for you guys to listen to tomorrow and the video will be up sometime next week. So don't you worry at all. I'm certainly not worried. I'm actually excited because I think I'm going to win. Um, one more question. Let's see. Oh, the trend email was about you. I will look into it a little bit more. I promise. Um, let's see. When are you going to get, get going out that Z06 wheel? Uh, Monday, I'm getting it on. Uh, all right. Get your question. Give me one more question. I know I missed a couple. I will absolutely answer one more question. Then I'm going to go, though. John Meadows is here. Welcome, welcome. Hey, John Meadows, actually. Maybe you know the answer to this one. I got stumped today in my podcast. So we have John Meadows, great, great uh, bodybuilding coach in mind. He may know the answer to this. So we had a gentleman who got his blood work done after a cycle of uh, testosterone, Trenbolone, D-Ball, and Anivar. And his potassium levels were critically high. And he, he said that he had done all of these things before with the exception of Trenbolone. And I said, I really don't know the direct answer to that, but Trenbolone is very, very aggressive. 
And I don't think it would be a bad idea to say, hey, get rid of that trend blown because the trend blown may have done that. I'm going to have to do my own research uh, because I have not heard of trend causing such an aggressive level of potassium. He was not supplementing with uh, potassium at all. And he was not eating any overly potassium rich foods. Uh, so that's an interesting one. That's a very, very inter interesting one. I'll tell you guys, you'd be surprised what can happen. His potassium levels were critically high. So guys, I actually at one point was eating mostly fish, right? I, I love fish. I was, I was eating mostly fish. And when I got my blood work done, it turned out that I had dangerously high mercury levels. They actually had to report me to uh, the, the, the medical uh, board, apparently. And so I actually cut most of the fish out of my diet. I started doing some other things. He said he did not take any diuretic either. So he stumped me on this one because, you know, a strong loop diuretic will absolutely mess with your, your hormone levels. But he said he didn't do anything. You know, he, he, he gave a pretty thorough question. So I will have to do some search, some research on that one. Um, but as I said, guys, I was just all I was doing was was eating fish for most of my meals and I had dangerously high mercury levels. So you'd be surprised what can happen to your blood with what you're eating. Um, that one though, I did, I am a little bit stumped on the, does trend affect your potassium levels? I will have to get to the bottom of, of, of that one for you. Um, and if there's one more question, I started to get heart arrhythmias. Apparently potassium went to 6.0. That's very, very interesting. Very, very, very interesting. I had dangerously low potassium when I was in the hospital. I actually had to take a potassium uh, supplement because the alcohol had taken my Potassium dangerously, dangerously low. Uh, best way to implement uh, Winstrol basically for contest prep is what you're asking. This will be the last question I answer, then I got to get moving. You know, you really shouldn't need it until the last stages of your prep. Some people will say, you know, they start at eight weeks out, some people six, some people four. I think four weeks is plenty when you're in optimal shape to add in Winstrol. I like oral Winstrol, I hate injectable Winstrol, it's often painful and, and poorly done. Uh, for most men, 50 milligrams of Winstrol a day goes a long way. You should absolutely be concerned for your liver, though, at that point. Uh, and for women, I, I typically am not a big Winstrol advocate unless you're bodybuilding and you're just really wanting to put on muscle because it's going to be very, very profound for you ladies. There is a little bit of DHT conversion from Winstrol, which can cause some virilization symptoms with women. And so for that reason, I always kind of steer women in the direction of Anavar, but I know plenty of women that have gotten awesome, awesome effects on 10 milligrams of Winstrol a day. And the thing is, because it's oral and it's fast acting, you can watch pretty closely what's happening. Uh, so that's my advice to you there on the Winstrol. I'm not gonna answer any more questions today, but I will be back, of course, on the uh, cardio Q&A. So I'm gonna sign out of the uh the live and then we're going to sign out of the podcast I'll, I'll speak to you all soon the beginning of this podcast by the way discusses the whole fda situation so you guys if you haven't seen any of the stuff yesterday or if you hadn't seen my station coriana hello my darling uh please check it out i love you all peace out bye
594 viewers. Everybody's wanting to see what we're doing right now. It's so funny. Middle and of the fucking day. With those 594 viewers, we're going to go ahead and thank you all for supporting and watching the podcast every week. We couldn't do it without you guys, and we do it for you guys. And, you know, we hope to continue to have many awesome questions like you guys sent this week to answer for you guys every week. Um, I actually have some some podcast ideas floating around in my head that I'm going to be getting to cahoots with PJ on, see if we can get some some real, real celebrities in here Ooh, with us. I like that. So stay tuned, and we're going to end this like we always do with a peace out. Bye.